Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the first ever, the debut podcast. This is Knee Deep with Cool Hand Luke and Gumboat Dave. My name is Lucas Crenshaw, your host. I'm joined with my friend, your favorite, David Martin. They call him Gunboat. They call him D-Mark. D-Bart, how we doing, my friend? You fired up? Man, it is our first flagship Friday with Lane Kiffin. Sitting here, it is September 25th, 2020, and I am absolutely fired up. I cannot wait to see this season, the Ole Miss Rebs. We got a ton to uncover, tons of stuff going, man. I'm, I'm fired up. How about you? I'm fired up, too. First of all, we got SEC football back. It's the real deal. Tomorrow, it's going to be like Uncle Vern's coming back on in that 2.30 CBS game. That's the sensation I'm getting right now. Getting the chills? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No question about it. But, like you said, Demar, we, we've got some serious surprises and big plans. Um, we plan to do this every single week. Um, covering knee-deep Ole Miss sports. Um We've got surprises, guest speakers. What about the guest speaker? We got so something. I mean, there's a chance starting just next week that you know we might get the Ole Miss leading point score in football history. On. Did you say leading point? Leading points, most points scored by an Ole Miss football player in the history of. Ole Miss Rebels. Well, hot man, that's starting off hot. I mean, I'd say. Yeah, no question about it. Well, guys, we are fired up to have y'all, um, and we are going to jump right into this thing. Uh, we're going to talk about Ole Miss football in depth today and the Florida matchup. Um, what's your gumbo? What's your your depth chart takeaways? Give me a couple hits of your depth chart when they released it, and and I want to advise that. People don't look in too much the depth chart. Everybody's going to play. Yeah, definitely. And, okay, so one name I think is a name to know, and I'm most intrigued with a guy named Tavius Robinson. So this dude's a transfer. He's from Canada. He came in this summer. He's a – I think he's a Canadian All-American. He's 6'7", listed at 245. He looks like he's bigger. This dude's – this dude's every bit of six foot seven. He's not 6'7 soaking wet. He is 6'7 today, and he might be 6'8 tomorrow. This dude's a monster. <laughs> That's the old he Canadian can, monster, baby. So he is listed at Buck right now, I believe is the starter, and ahead yeah. of Sam Williams. Sam was out. Um, if we go to... Well, Let me, we we're got, pulling it up here. The roster. Uh, what oh, jersey the, number is he? Maybe go to the depth chart. But, okay, so Sam was out, you know, all summer with that allegation, and he's he's ready to go now. But um, I think it's more of a practice thing where Sam wasn't able to practice for a little bit. You know, similar to, like, a COVID situation, someone's out with COVID. Tavius right. is listed as the starter um, right now. Well, it says or Tavius or Sam, but – Name to know, Tavius Robinson. Watch out for him on the on the uh, in the buck position. Yeah, especially with everybody knows the lack of depth we have. Defensive line is the mm-hmm. most you know the depth we're hurting the worst. But 
I mean, that's just a monster pickup. Especially, I was pretty bummed about the two Mississippi State transfers. Uh, that oh, that was that was brutal. That was brutal. That was brutal. That was a shot in the arm, and then it was it was a hundred percent gonna happen. So they said, and then all of a sudden, people are like, "What's going on?" And they're in there in uh, Tallahassee, Florida. They had an apartment. Yeah, Their I mean, apartment come shopping, on. or did they did they get the apartment? I think I they mean, got an apartment. It was pretty bad. Must have been a, a one month lease. Yeah, but. Well, that's a big pickup. Obviously, um, we're waiting on the other Canadian. Yeah, Dean Leonard. He's a cornerback. Kiffin said he has NFL potential. That's the only player I've heard Kiffin say that about on the roster so far. And he wouldn't just fire that off. That's no, because that's 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 a high high praise, you know, for a, a guy that puts people in the NFL from from Kiffin. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Well, I tell you what, I think our defense. Looking at, it, I think our offense is going to be. It's got a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Give them um, a little bit of time. Yeah, a little bit of time. Uh, but golly, the talent is there. The, so who's your who's your name to know? Maybe a guy that you're thinking he's going to pop up on some people's radar this year. Okay, my guy is um, my guy to watch out for. Who's intriguing is Dalen Gill. And Dalen is a JUCO transfer, um, and he wouldn't really talk about much. Not but, much at all in the in the preseason. Yeah, and they got him starting at the star position with Jay Stanley behind him, and Momo's Sonogo's backing up Jacquez Jones at the mic, which I thought was. I found that very surprising. It seems like we're going to be extremely multiple and cover up our lack of depth. At the defense tackle position. Yeah. And just listing Momo as a backup to me tells tells me that Lane Kiffin is here, I think here, game one to win football games. If you're a Matt Luke-style coach and you show up and Momo had 117 or 112 tackles two seasons ago and he's an off-field leader and in-the-locker-room leader – you you start him, yeah. you know he's he's good. He's he's a really good player. Absolutely. But Kiffin's releases depth chart. I mean, they're they're the whole football staff's releases depth chart, and they have Jacquez Jones starting. That boy can hit, baby. Dude, he can hit. Ooh. And I hope I hope schematically he's got a good grasp of the defense. He's ready to roll. He made a few mistakes I thought last year, but. Dude, the talent is there. Yeah, he flies around. No yeah, he's a fun, fun guy. Well, give me your breakout candidate real quick. Okay, uh, you want just like one or, or – Give me – yeah, give me your one if you had to choose one. Okay, if I had to choose one, I'm going with Henry Parrish. So, if you if you look at this step chart again, and, and I know we're wearing it out, so if y'all are sick of it, sorry, but we're, we're that fired up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean – this is knee deep, so it, this is what you're getting. That's absolutely. We're we knee deep in the depth chart. Right not now. ankle deep. <laughs> and so, okay, so my one guy, some offensive side of the football, true freshman, running back Henry Parrish. He's listed as one of those, or at the one spot for running back on this depth chart. He's a true freshman out of Florida. I think he'll have a little bit of incentive. 
being from Florida, ready to – I mean, just ready to roll. This this team's got high praise about him. He's listed ahead of Snoop Connor. I think that speaks for itself. Kiffin, again, not afraid to play his most talented players. He's here to win. If y'all watch the season last last night, I think it came out Thursday, he said – Wednesday night. Wednesday night, he said – we're not here to play a certain Mississippi guy because, you know, two years from now, there's a player down the road from his high school that we're recruiting. We're playing the best player now. And that was the biggest takeaway with me putting him in repairs in front of, mm-hmm. in front of a proven commodity. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Snoop Connor. Snoop. Yeah. Um, it's my, my breakout player is going to be KD Hill. He's, he won the starting position at defense tackle. He's a plugger. He's like 5'11", 300 pounds of muscle. And nobody's talking about him, so that's my pick. Yeah, I, and I hope I hope KD Hill just lights it up. I think that's a it's a risky breakout candidate. I'll give it to you. It's, yeah. it's ballsy. But if you're right, I think it's a sign that the Rebs could have a great season. I do too, man. That's big. Risk and, it to get the biscuit. That's right. And we, I mean, we need KD Hill. Yeah. What's he listed at on this? Uh, he is there. He is D fifty five six one three twenty sophomore. I think he might be a red shirt sophomore from oh, Ufala, Alabama. How about that? Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm all in with KD, baby. Plug and play. There you go. I think there's someone else that, like like I mentioned with Henry Parrish, and I want to get this in really fast. We don't have to cover it in too much detail, but Henry Parrish is from Florida. We're playing Florida. Uh, you know, some of these guys are very excited to go out against their – Is I guess Florida is their flagship university. I mean, can we say that? Yeah. They're, they're fired up to play this team. Who is – Fired up in your mind that's not from Florida to play Florida. No doubt in my mind, it's Matt Corral. Matty Ice, why is that? He was committed to Florida. Which people forget, and I do too. Out of high school, four-star, Army, All-American, I believe. And I know he's committed there. They had the coaching change. They got Mullen, and Mullen ghosted him. I mean, Matt was a top 60 player yeah. According to what website you're looking at. But um, Mullen didn't want him. I think there was some some drama mm-hmm. uh, with no talking. and Seem, Seems like he'd been committed. Mullen came in, and within about three weeks, Matt Corral hadn't – apparently hadn't received, like, one – a single phone call from Dan Mullen, that, that your new head coach – you're, you know, you're the incoming class's quarterback. And, you know, he's probably trying to reach out to um, Justin Fields, you know, yeah. number one player in the class. Um, but, I mean, uh, uh, that's Dan Mullen for you, I guess. So, I think Matt Corral's – I think – and this could – this could – I mean, that's almost a rough start for Matt Corral. You know how fired up he gets last year in the games and stuff? Oh, yeah. 
Well, there's no fans, so I mean, he's not going to be as jacked up without like a total atmosphere in Vaught Hemingway. But this coach didn't call you, and now you want to prove him wrong. I can see Matt Corral being totally jacked up to play. By the way, I hope he plays his ass off. I do too. Because watching him with Kiffin and Lebby, Lebby with Mackenzie Milton, he loves to spin the rock, dude. They get that field all the way spread out. This is going to be total opposite of what Rich Rod wanted to do schematically. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Watch out, guys, this weekend. I think Matt Corral could be a little too amped up, but I hope he starts out with some composure. That'll be a, a key factor in the Public service announcement. Friendly reminder coming at you while we're on it. I heard Dan Mullen and all I can think about is posture. Everybody keep a good posture out there when you're sitting down. It's an important thing and you don't want to end up like Dan Mullen, uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. So uh, keep that in mind, everybody. But where were we? David, we were talking about the Gators and the Rebs. I think this matchup is – I think the line, by the way, is, uh, depending on what you look at, it's around 14 to 15. Yeah. And – In f- in favor of the Rebs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> no. I don't know what you've been smoking. No, it's the Gators. It's the Gators, but I just think the more well, – Dan Mullen's track record on – should win games, especially early in the season, is really not that good. If you look back on it, he has underperformed. A lot of them he's won, but he hasn't covered. Yep. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you what. I think Florida Gators, I mean, I have, I have one friend that's a Florida Gator fan, and that is absolutely intentional. I could not handle being friends with two Florida Gators. It's <laughs> crossing the line. So I went to my one Florida guy. I was like, and he kind of sounds like a surfer. He's like, oh, hey, dude, what's up? What's going on, man? You ready for the game this weekend? <laughs> like, yeah, his name's Joey. Joey's the man. I love Joey to death. And he he is nervous. Back to what you're saying about Dan Mullen. I don't know if it's just Dan Mullen. Just as a Florida Gator fan, he's nervous. He said, man, the Gators are known to start out slow. He didn't want to do just like a little personal bet on the the line at 14 and a half. Florida Gators are favored, by the way, if you didn't pick up on that earlier. And he wanted to do 10, 10 points. And that's from diehard Florida fan. Yeah, there you go. Well, I'll tell you what, Florida, their their back end will start defensively. Their back end is extremely talented and experienced. Their yeah. safeties and corners are good. Yeah. But you expect that. They've got two linebackers that they're being called probably the, one of the top duos that, that in Alabama of best linebackers in the SEC. Now, I think the Rebs can put – Throw their hat in there for that. For um, sure, for sure. Top four, top three. But they've got some holes. And all this COVID stuff, first game in Oxford, 11 a.m., they've got some holes at the offensive line, a little bit of reshuffling. They did not run the ball well last year. They didn't run the ball. They 
They've got Trask, who's he's a good quarterback. He's not going to make many mistakes, but a good running back. Uh, but their receivers, they returned one. They did they have a couple guys opt out? Are they still opted out? Are you? Um, I'm not sure on that, but I know they lost. Four, All right, we're going to have our tech guy look into that for y'all real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. We uh, like to keep it live here on Knee Deep, by the way. You know, we're we're not cutting, recutting, editing. You know, we're just, we're dropping it, you know, record, and, and, and we're just going, man. Freelancing, babe. We got nothing to hide. Yeah, flying by the seat of our pants. <laughs> Shooting from the hip, man. Shooting that's that's what we're doing. All right, um, but it's just... The game's got some potential to be a lot closer than I think the national media is, you know, presuming. Yeah, and um, are we going? Are we going full in on our thoughts of the game? Yeah. All right, dude. I think so. Everyone's excited when you hear Lane Kiffin going to Ole Miss. I mean, my Tennessee friends are excited to see how this turns out. All of. College football is watching how does Lane Kiffin, and if you know Jeff Levy, how does Jeff Levy, how do they operate this offense? How efficient are they in week one against a Florida Gators defense that's I saw projected to be the number four defense in the in the league this season when it's all said and done. I, I think that could be high. You know, I, I believe they got some turnover um, on defensive line. I mean, they're going to be stacked, kind of similar to like an LSU situation. Yeah, they recruit, replace, but they do not have proven commodities on the defensive line, to my knowledge. That Gervin Dexter guy, I think he's gone. Um, And we got uh, center and two tackles that are all proven guys, Nick Broker, going left to right, Nick Broker, Ben Brown, and is it Royce Newman, right tackle? Right tackle, then you got the guards. And then they're anchored with two uh, redshirt freshman guards. It's um, Reese McNear and James. <laughs> Shout out at Reese <laughs> McNear on oh, Twitter. Reese McNear. Oh. Dude, we would be screwed if Reese McNear. Yo, we're out of there, man. Oh, we're blown up. Oh, oh man. That that's good. I'm glad Reese McNair is not starting at uh, at left at left guard. Uh, Reese McIntyre. McIntyre, classic mix up. And um, and then Jeremy James is at right guard. Which is two people that I thought I thought it was for sure left guard was going to be Jalen Cunningham and uh, Caleb Warren got an injury to his broken wrist or something. Broken wrist. He's a good player, though. He'll be back in the. He'll be back really soon. It was yeah. supposed to be like a three week, four week injury. So, what are you saying? Are you saying okay. that we have the opportunity with? We got Jerry Neely. Offensively, yeah. I'm just, I'm kind of setting it up. We're breaking in two guys from a Matt Luke offensive line, you know, background. Recruiting class, right. that recruiting class of offensive linemen is absolutely slept on, and we're about to figure that out over the next two years. So we got these guys that are being cushioned in at guard positions. I mean, it's the best position to kind of enter into on the O-line, anchored with you know the cornerstone center and two 
two now season SEC vets. Granted, Nick Brokers a true sophomore at left tackle, but he's a beast. Ohio State he's a damn good one. Ohio State wanted him bad in the recruiting chase. All that to say, watch out for these guard positions. Those guys at Florida, they're going to be fast, but they are unproven on their uh, on their defensive line front. Matt Corral, if he can stay composed, he's going to get the he's going to get the nod to start at QB. If he can stay composed, man, dish Jerry and Ely the ball, get some sweeps going, you know, stuff that Rich Rod never even considered. Uh, we won't go down that path. <laughs> <laughs> this season's going to be totally different. Yeah, I went out, I went to Brack and Ray on Twitter, and I said some hot takes in response to his hot takes. One of them is. And, and this is bold, so I might be a little off, but I'm going for it here. I think Ole Miss will finish this season, Kiffin season number one. I think they'll finish in the top two offensively in the SEC this season. I think I think these, these skill players are that good, which we haven't even really talked about. Elijah Moore, Kenny Yeboah. Jonathan Mingo. Mingo Mingo, fires me up. If someone says, give me a breakout candidate, and you don't at least think of Jonathan Mingo, I mean, it might be out of respect for the other person because it's so obvious. Yeah. But this dude, I mean, they think he's like A.J. Brown-esque, and that's, that's yet to be determined. But, I mean, that's what they were saying last year in camp and stuff. He's going to be a freak athlete. I mean, He's a beast. He's a beast. He looks good, number one, and he sort of looks like A.J. Brown. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree. I think this offense of line is slept on. Um, and just like you said with their Florida's lack of experience, defensive line, talented, but lack of experience in our running game, and Plumlee, what are they even going to do with Plumlee? Like, there is so many options that – so many schemes that they yeah. – I know they have plenty so, to leave. And Florida's having to prepare for all that. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. There's so much unknown. I would hate to be Todd Grantham. Yeah. And you know those Florida, those Florida just crazies that, you know, are like us, but – follow Florida, they probably hold him to such a high standard because that dude is like one of the, if I had to imagine off the top of my head, he's got to be one of the top defensive coordinators in college football. He likes to blitz the house. Yeah, he is a go, 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 just send him, just get after their ass type defensive coordinator. So, all that said, I would hate to be him to prepare for this team. You got Matt Corral probably going to get the nod. I imagine they know that. And John Rice Plumley is right behind him. So, Matt Corral, if he can't keep his composure the first two, three, four, if he's not moving the ball by his fourth possession offensively, I think John Rice Plumley is running out onto that field and, and getting right behind Ben Brown. And I think I think he's a gamer. Dude, he is the definition of a gamer. And and they're gonna have, I think, some packages specifically designed for Plumley, or at least like their offensive scheme. You know, he's gonna have some 
some plays that he's more comfortable with. So Corral can really stretch you with the deep ball, where Plumlee, they're going to get him going, hopefully, with, you know, a dish out to Ely in the flat or um, like Kenny Yeboah underneath him going quick and then maybe hit Mingo for a longer ball, you know, just see what he can do. But if he can, if he comes in and he starts to stretch them out, passing the ball, just those little mid, you know, mid-depth passing routes, if he's hitting, if he's hitting. If you're talking about. Plumless. Plumley. If he's hitting more than 50% of those, and Grant, he might not play at all at Florida, but I think he will. Kiffin said he thinks both of them will play. And if he's able to do that a little bit, dude, he's going he's gonna to tear him up running the ball. Yeah. But that uh, might be saying a lot, thinking he, hoping that he can pass the ball. Yeah, well, I think he's, I think he, they've turned him into probably a competent passer, but we got to remember Matt Corral started for a reason. The guy's got a Cannon. Absolute cannon. So, <clears throat> I think it's going to be more of a situation where they're going to roll Plumley out and he's going to play. I think they're going to be on the field at the same time a couple times. Oh. Yeah. That is a hot take. That is a hot take. Insert sound effect. Yeah. Which is coming, not while we're recording right now, but that's after we edit. It's going to be a sick one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is a hot take. That is, but like... So how are they going to line that up? Man, that's why I'm not coaching, baby. But how how would you line it up? I'd line it up. I'd line it up with Ben Brown. I mean, he's he's an NFL center, they say. Hell, you, you don't even put them directly... You put them side-by-side side in the backfield shotgun. So no and one's directly behind the center? No they're both splitting the center by the center's butt cheeks? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And oh, that'd be pretty cool talking about <laughs> talk about innovation. That would be very innovative. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we're on to something. Should we call Kiffin? We can give him a shout a little later. Okay. Uh, we're a little busy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's got time for us, right? Yeah, we'll DM him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, what's your take real quick on the uh, I actually top- tried, by the way, you can't DM him on Twitter unless he follows you. Just, just so you didn't get any real clues there. Well, <laughs> hopefully we get that follow when we get this thing going, and when mm-hmm. when he hears we, about knee deep, yeah, knee deep, guys. Um, Remember, first, knee knee deep, Lane Kiffin, come man. I mean, we're telling you about the split butt cheek, uh, wing T offense, yeah. man. We're ready to do it. Uh, we got we got uh, actually uh, three solid plays drawn up this far. What's well, an interesting thing I've always thought about. Okay, you know how the triple option, Georgia Tech, Navy, Air Force, they all run it, or Georgia Tech doesn't anymore, but it's a different type of offense to prepare for. It's completely different for defenses to prepare for, um, just it's a lot of cut blocking, and it's a whole week of practice of everything you haven't been taught um, to defend traditional, you know, current offenses. And and I don't know, obviously there's a lot of practice to the triple option, but what if you were to have what if any team, we don't have to it doesn't have to be on this, but you come out the first series in a triple option package. Well, that's basically what the RPO is. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I'm talking about traditional under the center. So, okay. Left, right. Are we still talking about Jerry O'Neill? I'm or, talking uh, about in just how much you would throw a defense off if you. So you're saying if we were to apply our new offense, how much the triple option throws people off? This one will throw people off even more so. I'm saying if you have a package, you have your offense, but you have a small little triple option package with the quarterback under center going left or right with three options to hand the ball off, pitch it, or run it. Uh, defenses won't know what to do because it takes a week of practice to defend it. But I, it's probably easier. That's why I just wanted to bring it up, just wondering because I don't know – it takes a lot of practice for that offense to master the triple option. It does. We we ran that in high school, and that was our bread and butter, at least at JV. Sorry, that's as far as I got. <laughs> the truth <laughs> comes out, man. Full disclosure. I'm you know I'm self indicted, man. I'm, I'll be honest. Ninth grade was the last year for me. I didn't even make it on the JV team. Well, they well, met. I didn't try, you know. Ninth you. grade was it, man. We got smoked when, you know, Brentwood and Innsworth would roll out these massive dudes, and we'd play their JV teams as ninth graders. I was like, I'm done, man. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> so, um, all that to say, triple option, yes, it'd be crazy for them to prepare for but also crazy to prepare for, Lane Kiffin, Jeff Levy, new offense. No one's played this team before defensively. Oh, yeah. And they're running. What do you prepare for? Well, from from a, a defensive perspective, this team is, I mean, what we've very limited been able to see in their practice, in, you know, video footage preseason, they're running the RPO, you know, high-tempo, Pro mindset, you know, spread offense, you know, reading it on the handoff and throwing the ball. Yeah. That is, that's got more ability for big breakout plays, which I think better suit this, you know, skill, um, these skill players. And, and it's, pro- I mean, it's not as, you know, down and and solid as you're just bang 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 triple option but dude i mean we're gonna get ely the ball out in space way more than we did under anyone before this coaching staff give give (laughs) ely the ball the dude i just was on youtube fired up flagship friday got the red shirt were you just watching ely's highlights yeah me too. No, you were. I'm dead serious. I watched them Wednesday night after uh, when I was on YouTube watching the season. Well, how about that, dude? I'm with Kyle Thigpen, my roommate. Shout out, Kyle. Jackson Preps, greatest. Prep star. <laughs> uh, and he's like, dude, have you ever seen Jerry and Ely highlights on YouTube? I'm like, actually, I haven't. And I'll be honest, I hadn't. And we watched him. Dude, dude tore it up. Dude tore it up, and he... He needed way more touches than he got last year. Yes. No, Kiffin's going to give him the rock. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's move on here. Um, okay, Jersey Tate, give me a quick hit of your – what do you think of the Powder Blues? Um, yeah. I like I like the Powder Blues. 
I really like them. I think I hope the color's right. Uh, the color, the color looks right. Because okay. let me tell you, and I don't know if this is an indictment on Kermit Davis, which I do not have many, but the basketball team whiffed on the powder blue color. I mean, botched the, it. Botched it. And 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 the baseball team, we all know, knocked it out of the park. Right. Those are fresh. So when we're kind of seeing the sneak peek of the helmet and, you know, we haven't seen the jersey color yet. We're nervous. Is it going to be right? You know, we want it. This is, I mean, it's not like Jordan's going to be the new, you know, sponsor on the all the, you know, equipment and everything. But it's kind of a big deal to, to, to drop these powder blues. It is. And to get the color right is just as important. And I think Kiffin's ability... I think him getting that color right is a sign just like, I know y'all are worried about certain things, but just, man, hey. Yes, we look good. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Attention to detail has arrived. I'm your head coach. (laughs) We're going to do some things, and and, and you can sit back and enjoy, enjoy the show a little bit more. And I think that's, this weekend's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting to watch it all roll out, but I think they nailed the jerseys. I was I was talking to my boy Reese McNear about this, uh, at Reese, R-E-E-C underscore McNear, M-C-N-E-E-R, Twitter, follow him. He's the left guard. Yeah, he's the starting left guard we are mentioning. Reese, love you, but you, you could never start left guard for this team. Um we were saying we thought it was going to be the gray pants. Yes, and that's I'm I'm a traditional guy. My favorite combo jerseys, powder blue, white jerseys, gray pants. I love that. Um, I don't like the white pants. Granted, I haven't seen the combo before ever, but I like those grays pants, and I think that powder blue jersey, regardless. It's going to give a fresh look, new mojo, Lane Kiffin at the helm, and recruits, players, they dig jerseys, and, you know, we need to do everything in our power to impress recruits because it's a tough time. And that's another thing about recruiting real quick. Ole Miss hadn't been doing well. But can you blame the staff? Can no. you blame it? And, and also – Ole Miss sells itself. The campus is absolutely beautiful. When you visit. <laughs> when you when you visit. And we haven't been able to get recruits on campus. They they have to visit on their own. These guys, I mean, one guy, Tysheem Johnson, I think he'll probably commit September 30th, four-star. Boom, 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 boom. Hot take. Okay, okay. <laughs> Insert sound effect. <laughs> right there. Tashim Johnson, he's like top he's like twelfth safety, you know, in, in um this class, class twenty twenty one. He's from um is it Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Northeast. He's gonna be uh Coach Partridge's first guy. If all goes according to plan, it's looking good. But um, Tysheem Johnson, he's a, he's a beast. He's committing, um, hopefully, to the Rebs. His date's 9.30. So, 
So it's coming up. Recruit check right there. We just hit you. Right there. That's that's the gunboat hot take. We can cover recruiting in plenty of detail, so y'all feel free to – to DM any questions, we'll always let you know. You know whether you're wondering is Taiwan Malone the next Robert Kendichi? Could he be a Matthew Morell type impact for the football program? You see Matthew Morell start this just domino effect, snowball effect for the basketball program, where now they're getting guys that are even better ranked than he is. It's unbelievable. Kurt Davis is. Yeah, could that could Taiwan Malone be the equivalent for the football program? I absolutely think so. Two two sports star. It, there there's some questions about whether or not he can play baseball at the SEC level. But I mean, the dudes. I think he's a left-handed slugger. Plays first base. Yeah. I mean, you at least want him standing out there. He looks like an absolute monster. Absolutely, and I, I think that's a niche that Ole Miss has. Um, with this whole dual sport thing. Sinquez, Golson, A.J. Brown came in. They weren't able to actually do it, but now with uh, Ely and Plumlee actually doing it. Which is pretty unreal. And both those coaches being totally transparent, and both of them likely recruiting towards that, you know, together. Absolutely. It's a it's a unique That's Ole Miss a big deal. Advantage. It really is, especially with our baseball program the way it is. I mean, that's yeah, that's a top and the traditions there. Yeah, I mean, but Swayze Field, you can't you can't beat it. You can't beat it. All right, SEC football. Just we got we got good games. It's going to be tough, honestly, to if we go back to the. You know, things the regular come, slate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough to watch the, the ten games week in, week out. SEC. I mean, I mean, what else? I mean, what else can we dream of? Sign me up. As, I mean, as a player, it's brutal. As a coach, it's brutal. As a fan, it is absolutely ideal. I mean, it's electric. <laughs> no freaking doubt. No I doubt. mean, it's every week packed. All right. So, what are your well, what, are you, what are you looking out for this weekend as far as other SEC matchups? And then we'll wrap it up with Ole Miss. Okay, other SEC matchups. The most intriguing matchup, number 23, Kentucky, going to Jordan-Hare Stadium, playing number eight, Auburn Tigers. Bo Nix, what can it be this year? There's a lot. You know, Gus Malzahn, he's, he's always kind of on the hot seat yeah. fringe. That's a tough program for him to coach for. I mean, just in terms of that, um, you know, that expectation. Sure, in the state of Alabama. That's tough. But, I mean, Auburn's a fantastic program. Kentucky, though, watch out for them. They might have the best offensive line in the SEC. Something to watch out for this year. Their quarterback, uh, I can't remember his name, but is it uh, Wilson or? uh, I don't know. He is fast. Yes, yeah, Wilson. It's yeah, Wilson. Terry is Terry, Terry Wilson. Terry Wilson, number three. So he's back. A lot of people are high on that Kentucky team to be like you know third in the East this year. They okay. So I'm going Kentucky plus seven and a half at Auburn. Okay. And then my other game is Tennessee. They're playing number sixteen. Um, Tennessee's ranked sixteenth. They're they're playing South Carolina. It's in Columbia. I'm taking Tennessee as the favorite, minus three and a half. I think they'll do better than that. I think Pruitt's on a roll. Um, they had a hot 
hot season last year. Will he start this season better than he started last season? I would definitely think so. I hope so. Yeah. Wow. Those fans are not going to be happy if, if he starts out with a loss to South Carolina. They're going to be pissed, actually. Yeah. But I'm taking Tennessee. Those are those are my two. Okay. And I'm, we got Mississippi State at LSU, 230 CBS. Wish Vern was still broadcasting. Um, that line is 16 and a half. Uh, what we're looking at LSU minus 16 and a half. I like the underdogs. I like a lot of underdogs, especially this week one. So you're taking state? I'm I'm taking state 16 and a half just because LSU's got a lot of unknowns. They're gonna like you said earlier with Florida, they're gonna they recruit and reload. But experience is experience and you got the pirate over there. I mean, nobody knows what he's thinking. So you think they'll be able to put up some points on a talented defense? I mean, I do. I think it's going to be close. I think Vegas is going to. They got that. Um, is it KJ Costello from um, Stanford? They transfer? got Costello, which was which was huge for them. Um, Javante Payton is a receiver. They haven't had a good receiver in a long time. Oh, and by the way, while we're talking about receivers. Garrett Schrader, their their quarterback yeah. last year, he's listed as a wide receiver, but don't let anyone fool you because that's just COVID protocol. Right, right, which we have a couple players listed as well. Yeah, Tisdale, um, Tisdale. and Renfro. Yeah, they're listed as receivers. But that's just COVID. in case, you know, something goes bad Friday afternoon with the test results. Yeah, and Schrader's that guy with that neck beard. Um, yeah. What's up with that? It's thing? a nasty neck yeah, beard. Absolutely. But I got – I got – State minus 16 and a half. I've got Alabama. It's it's hard to bet against Alabama. Minus 27 and a half at Missouri, 6 p.m. Uh, brand new coach at Missouri. Yeah, Drinkwitz. Um, going to play Alabama. Yeah. I, it's Alabama. It's Nick Saban. Are they, have they announced the starting quarterback, Alabama? Yeah, it's uh, Bryce. Is it Bryce Young Jones, or is it's it Jones? Mac yeah, Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones, who's very competent. He's good. He's a good quarterback. Um, and then, so are you taking Alabama? I'm taking Alabama. So you're taking Alabama minus twenty seven. In Col- it is in Columbia. It's a six p.m. Central night game, but I'm with you. I mean, Alabama's just too much. But that's a big line. That's a big line, but. Alabama seems It's bigger. Alabama. Yeah, that's true. Alabama. So those are our picks. Alabama minus 27.5. Mississippi State minus 16.5. Kentucky minus 7.5. And we're going to keep a record um, and a season record between Cool Hand Luke and Gumboat. At Cool Hand Luke on Twitter. At Gumboat on Twitter. Hit with that follow. Um, and you'll see our results. And we're going to. Y'all need to help us, um, you know, figure out what the loser has to do when the season comes to a close. All right, Florida Ole Miss minus thirteen and a half. Florida, Demart, well, give me give me your game prediction score. What's going to happen on Saturday in the vault? Okay, if if it's if it's thirteen and a half. I don't know, and and full disclosure, I don't have an I don't have a betting account, but I love to tell um, you know my friends my thoughts on SEC 
games and uh, hockey games and stuff like that. Um, if it's 13 and a half, I don't know. If, if it's 15, I've seen some places it's 15 in favor of Florida. I think that's probably a take um, on, on the Ole Miss side. Because um, you don't know, I mean, what what Ole Miss's defense is going to do. You don't know what their offense, how many points can they put up against, you know, Todd Grantham's uh, defense. I'm taking Ole Miss, and I think – Ole Miss beats number five, the Gators. For them to beat them. For them to beat them. I mean, we're – Ole Miss beats them. What do we have to do? If Ole Miss can make some key stops on their heels defensively, if they can make some third down stops and force a field goal – Ben, don't don't break defense. Yeah. If they can can make – let's say, if they can make them kick – three field goals and have a couple other stops. And um, if they get turnovers, that is perfect. And then defensively, that's, I think, what's got to happen. And then offensively, we got to be clicking. I mean, if we don't score two touchdowns by the end of the first half, that's not good. Um, I don't think we'll win if we don't score two touchdowns the first half. But I think there's a chance we score three or four. And I mean, so offense, just get clicking, get rolling, get Ely the ball. I think that's the key. Whichever quarterback can get first downs and and be efficient in the red zone, give him the ball, and and that's our best chance. Roll it out. So give me a score. <clears throat> score. Um, my actual prediction. Your actual prediction. I'll go. Um, Ole Miss. I think we'll score. Um, I don't think we'll kick two field goals. I think it'll be 31 Ole Miss uh, to Florida 37. 37-31. Or I'll say 38. 38-31. Yeah. And I was actually – I have my score. And I honestly – I think this is the upset – I think this is the most likely upset Ole Miss can pull this year because it's the first game against yeah, Florida. I can see that. I'm picking the Rebs 31-28, same score as when we beat them back in the day at Florida. Uh, 31-28. I'm, that's, wow. I, I'm picking the Rebs. Do so you think our defense can hold them 28 points? I do because their lack of – their receivers, they got one guy – Number 16, um, they lost a bunch at receiver. And um, I don't know. I just got that feeling, and I'm I'm an optimist. Uh, everybody, people who know me, I'm traditionally optimist. <laughs> I think the Rebs are always winning. But if I'm picking an upset this year, it's this Florida game. 31-28, Rebs on top. Let's fire it up. Let's baby. do it. Let's I'm fired fire it up. up. I'm fired up. That's our that's our takes, guys. Um, you got anything else you want to add before we talk? Man, we'll be we'll be watching closely. 11 a.m. Central Time tomorrow. If if y'all liked our uh, our stuff, if you didn't like our stuff, text us, call us, send us a voicemail. Y'all, a lot of y'all are friend, close friends, so you got our numbers and all that. Um, Follow us on Twitter, DM us. If you want to be on, uh, we can get y'all on. Um, all we'll sorts have, of stuff. We'll, we'll have we'll mailbag. Yeah, we'll, we'll do some mailbags uh, where y'all can get your questions in. Um, 
about anything. And then also, um, we're going to have, we, we have gift cards. We got five, uh, $25 Bass Pro gift cards. So next, uh, can you repeat that? We have, yes, we have five $25 Bass Pro gift cards. I know someone like Corbin Peeper would love to have that gift card. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, we're giving them out. We're going to figure it out before next episode how we're going to get your name in the hat and do the drawing. We're going to make it fair. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're sending those out. Um, and Who's our big guest? You said the leading score for oh, yeah, Ole yeah. Miss. Uh, so I believe we're going to call up a guy that you know pretty well. What, what are they calling him these days? I, I He goes by Rick sometimes. He goes by Moby. Um, I like to call him Gary Kick Rick Wonderlick, baby. <laughs> oh, Big Kick big Rick. Big Kick Rick. Oh, man. Yeah, now he's coming on next week? He's coming on next week. We're fired up to have him. I know he's fired up. We're going to get his take, um, ask him some good questions. Uh so that's big. That's big. Start and if, hey, if y'all got any questions for Gary, send them in. Absolutely. Guys, we really want this podcast. This is a, um, a long-term mindset we have for it. And, you know, we want to do everything we can to um, have good content and for you something to, to listen to uh, on a weekly basis. Um, so please uh, feel free to... To give us likes, comment, we'll have everything up. We're gonna drop it. We're gonna drop it all out today on all social media. Um, we just love y'all's help of spreading the word and uh, getting y'all involved with, you know, however we can. It's gonna be a fun year. Yeah. So thanks for listening. If you made it this far, and uh, look forward to next week. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a good episode out again for y'all. And uh, you know, if y'all want us to cover anything in more detail recruiting, um, you know, nobody in the Grove. But, I mean, we're going to get up for that game anyways. So Damn straight. It, it'll never hold us back. They can try. They can try. So, we'll, I mean, Flood the gates, baby. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been Knee Deep with Cool Hand Luke. Gumbo Dave. Episode Luke. number one. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. We love y'all. Thanks for coming out. Thank y'all. Have a good weekend. And go Rebs.